What's going on, everybody? KD here, and welcome back to the 19th official episode of the King Darius Experience. Today, our awakening and our empowering is coming by way of characteristics and behaviors on social media that are going to help us gain traction and as well as have a right perspective so we can position our brand um, communication and the touch points we're having with our audience uh, correctly. Because over the last decade, as I've worked with different calibers of entrepreneurs and business owners and creators, everybody from just beginning all the way up to, you know, 100 million plus uh, businesses, uh, and they all have the same challenges, the same questions when it comes specifically to social media. How often should we be posting? What's the best time to post? What type of of content should we be posting? What do we do to connect with more people and drive awareness for our brand? These are all questions that people ask as it pertains to social media because social media platforms are always evolving. There's always new platforms coming out and yet people want more attention even though they don't know what to do with it even if they had it, right? Um, so before I get into the actual answer for um, these types of questions, I do wanna add the disclaimer that you are a human. Algorithms cannot stifle your ability to connect with other humans. So before you think about what mechanism allows you to connect with people in a deeper way, manual connection with humans works. Aside from algorithms, aside from posting frequency, aside from posting type, uh, aside from the time that you actually post, manual outreach always works. This is why I'm such a stickler on one-on-one -on -one connections, why I'm such a stickler on, hey, if you say you wanna do something and you haven't talked to five to 10 people today about it, I really don't believe you because we have the opportunities literally at our fingertips. This is a means to the end. This is not the end, right? Um, that being said, there are, in, in my studies, in my growth of accounts for myself, as well as uh, clients and actually you know, gaining attention and then having to you know, get a little bit of ROI or some type of traction on a goal or objective, of social media, I have learned that when it comes to reach, for example, a lot of times people think, you know, if I post too much or talk too much about myself, um, people are going to get annoyed by that or, you know, think people are going to only think that I'm promoting my stuff. Um, well, one thing that you have to keep in mind when it does come to algorithms is that people are, are only seeing your content, you know, one to five percent of the time or rather one to five percent of your audience at any given time is going to see your content and that's going to vary depending on what platform you're on but everybody's always shifting the amount of organic uh, attention that you can have on their platform because literally their goals and objectives are to a take care of their creators and b optimize the experience for the end user or the consumers on their platform because their big money comes by way of advertising and the only way to make more money advertising is to diversify your ability in regards to media Media types that you can advertise as well as the category the categories and quality of content and creations on that platform that's what advertisers are looking for are there creators already in my category in my industry in my sector that are creating quality content with a similar voice to what we're already you know presenting as it pertains to our service and products so I can advertise in front of those same people break the barrier of trust and you know hopefully sell something or gain some attention this is how these platforms work so that being said, they're never going to make organic reach what it was when the internet first, you know, started uh, popping in, in social media. Uh, I think to my understanding, at least in my experience, um, social media really started becoming like a norm, norm, norm uh, around like 2009, 2010, as I was graduating high school, going to college, like YouTube was around when I was in high school, but my friends weren't talking about it every day. Like Facebook was around and it was the, the one that was like most, you know, 
well known at the time, but it was still one of those, ah, it's not a normal behavior. It's not a thing that humans wake up and just do every day. It's just this cool thing that a lot of, you know, modern or, you know, younger kids are doing, um, a lot of your peers are doing, uh, but nobody was like actively all day, every day, just social media ads, content, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. It, w it just wasn't the norm. But as these platforms uh, advance, they're never going to go back to that original phase where organic reach is just there, right? It's it's a business model. It's supporting literally tens of thousands of people. So they have to continue to sophisticate uh, their approach to how they're serving their creators and their users. So that gives you the ability to up your frequency, right? If you have a thousand followers, 10,000 followers, 50,000 followers, and only one to 5% of your people are seeing your content, that means you need to be less worried about people seeing repetitive of content or more than one thing from you and what they're possibly going to think and you need to be thinking more about how do i make sure i add up that one to five percent multiple times during a day within the life cycle or the lifespan of a post attention and reach so that way i can maximize my results every single day um and to be honest what i've learned personally um and this is through my own experience this is working with hundreds of people managing their social accounts this is by growing multiple communities myself as well as recently with my music you know and, and the King Darius experience, all that kind of stuff, you can post pretty much on the hour, on the dot, every single day, as long as you're awake and providing value. Because not that many people are seeing, if you add that up, what's five times 10? It's 50, right? So you're lucky if 50% of your entire following would see it because they're probably gonna show it you know, to similar people multiple times and not like they're showing it to a different one to five percent of people every single time that you post so it's a it's a little bit of an ebb and a flow i wouldn't recommend posting every hour on the hour but you have the up to ability right you have the up to ability to post almost every single hour on the hour and at one point in time so uh i want to say this is like three four years ago um when the community i was building the marketing community at the time um, we got up to thirty thousand, you know monthly readers on the blog um you know huge community huge private community huge for facing community and when i started that thing this is this was my cadence 12 times a day on instagram on the hour every hour from the second i was awake until the second i was spending time with family in the evening um then it was 20 times a day on twitter because twitter was a little bit more fast-paced out y'all i was doing six videos a day on youtube and I never got complaints from anybody. I was posting every day on Facebook too. I think like three to five times a day on Facebook. Um, all similar content, different angles, different perspectives, different value pieces. But that's how often I was I was posting. And I, I think in totality over the, you know the few years that I ran that brand, I maybe got one or two people that like actually you know with their their words or I guess through the the phone said, hey, you post a lot. Can you not? Other than that, I had tens of thousands of people that were like. I only check these platforms for the valuable content that you post, which is also why it's important for you to make sure that your touch points are indispensable, that you're not just posting like every other voice in your sector or else you're just making, you know, white noise that is not going to be effective for you. It's wasting time just so you can check a box and say you're doing social media. That's not how it works. In order to activate and really dive into the true ability that social can bring to your business as it pertains to results, you have to live in it. You are a human. You have to live in it where other humans are living most people are sitting here trying to optimize funnels and do ad campaigns and you know direct response this and seo that and website this and whatever which are all cool things and, and good things in and of themselves but you're sitting there working on that stuff while the people you're trying to sell to are giving their attention and their engagement to 
whichever brand that they please because this is how humans spend their time um, every single day online. Um, and then when it comes to the type of content you should be posting, uh, you know, because we talked reach, we talked frequency, the type, we've talked about this, all forms, audio, visual, textual, you should be able to break every single piece of your content down into at least one, if not two of those three forms of content. So that is going to be your job, knowing that, hey, you're only ever reaching one to 5% of your people. Two, like your frequency could be almost every hour on the dot on every platform, with some of them being an exception, like Twitter, you could probably go even harder on Twitter. Nobody's gonna complain. The people that complain or leave, they're probably not gonna be your customers anyway, so it doesn't matter. So this is also why um, I have a little bit of an issue, which brings me to my next topic with direct response marketing, right? Because direct response marketing is one of those things where once you stop doing it, it stops working. And direct response, is another word for direct response marketing industry-wise would be disruptive marketing is what they actually call it. So it's sort of like a billboard or an ad that you hear or see. And then obviously on Facebook, it would be Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. That is disruptive marketing, right? Because and how you identify disruption is what was the original intent for the user that was driving on the highway, scrolling on Facebook, listening to that radio show or whatever. Were they there for entertainment? Were they there for education, escapism? Were they there for a specific goal, objective, purpose to get somewhere, you know, to view something, to consume something? What was the original intent? And if your advertising touch point does not at least somewhat align with that intent, it's disruptive, right? It's, it's disrupting the original intent of their experience. So that being said, uh, direct response marketing works really well in tandem with full-blown value system ingrained content lifestyle for a business, right? When you're providing content every single day, when you're hitting it from all these angles that we're talking about, and then you happen to uh, uh, put some type of, you know, micro funnel in place. Like we talked about the other day on social media and I gave all of those different graphs and funnels. Um, so you could see how micro funnels are done, right? That is how direct response ends up working because it's now just a mechanism to turn the forward facing attention into deeper attention. And that's your overall goal, right? The reality with direct response marketing is that eventually people will catch up. In marketing, a lot of times people say, uh, you have to treat everybody like they're stupid and give them this actually like, you know, uh, insider industry terms, like they will openly say, yeah, you gotta treat people like they're stupid, like add the button, tell them to click here, do this, say it directly in your copy. Like they say these things actively and teach these things actively in all forms of marketing um, because <laughs> the reality is, is they think people are dumb, but Data wise, and this is provable by benchmarks, you can search the and, and Google these statistics and all that kind of stuff. Benchmark wise, people are getting more intelligent with their buying power and they're getting more of their buying power. Why? Because of their access to information as well as their connection with peers. Those two factors alone are the reason why you have to be very careful with only running a direct response type of business because the second you stop working it, it stops working for you. And that's not a business, right? Um, that's no different than, you know, like garage sale flipping. The second you stop going to a garage sale to flip stuff, you stop making money versus you having a brand where people are coming to you, right? That's the difference between a store and a garage sale or a garage seller, if you will. Um, 
So one of the things that uh, this affects or the benefits if you're doing these things right and thinking of these things correctly in regards to how often type, frequency, reach, et cetera, on social media, as well as making sure you're using uh, different types of marketing to work in tandem with each other is that you get to experience the true difference between user-generated content and testimonials. The reason why I put emphasis on that is direct response marketing almost 100% of the time requires testimonials, right? If you're going to, let's say some type of funnel um, or you see a campaign or ad online or, or whatever it is, you're gonna wanna see that other people have successfully been a part of that thing through that product or that service, right? That it provided some type of benefit to them, um, that they got the deliverable they needed, they got the product, and not only did they get it and receive it and their experience was well, which is a huge part of it that has no, almost nothing to do with the product, the experience only has to do with uh, human connection, but they also got value from the product or service enough to then once you ask them, give you their testimony. Hey, oh, I love so-and-so brand. Yeah, I'll do this, do that, whatever, right? Direct response needs that type of um, uh, testimonial and disruptive marketing needs that type of testimonial because you literally interrupted somebody's intent. So if you interrupt somebody's intent, there better be a really good reason you did it. And a really good reason is look at these 30 other people who um, benefited from this thing, right? It disarms people from, oh, I, this is actually valuable for me. This is not clickbait. This is not just a random ad. People are actually being affected and transformed by this. Whereas user-generated content, I wrote these down because I wanted to say these back to back, user-generated content is proof that it works today. Testimonials are reports that it worked yesterday, right? There's a huge difference between those two things. User-generated content comes to you, but you have to ask for testimonials, right? Um, and technically, if you wanted to throw uh, uh, testimonials in the category of user-generated content, you could, but user-generated content is more so of you creating marketing content and campaigns um, within your platforms, your social platforms, and your web platforms that evokes people to send you content or interact with your brand in a way to where you can use that because it's, it's two-sided. You can mine for uh, user-generated content, like look for it, take the screenshots, do the recorded videos, pull from people's videos, connect things, do post-production on stuff. Like you can mine for it, but nine times out of 10, it comes to you, right? People tag you in your stories, people comment on your stuff, people send you a DM, you ask them if you have permission to, to use it, uh, wh whatever it is, or you run social campaigns like inside of environments like TikTok and Instagram that are trending, that are on topic, that are around a specific, you know, um, uh, uh, objective or hashtag or campaign or whatever. So then a lot of people are engaging with that and you can just literally pull from that and use that as content. That's user generated content. And the beautiful part about that is everybody else is singing your praises. Everybody else is selling your content, your brand, your products, your services and solutions for you, um, which is a huge power play, right? When everybody else is saying it and not you, and you're just literally showing people that other people are saying it. That's a huge, hey, come along with us. You're missing out fear, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. Out, um, because you're the oddball out. Look at all these people that are just interacting with our brand. 
Whereas testimonials, people are smart enough to know with how much buying power they have and access to information that you specifically set that up. You asked the person for it, you kind of prompted them what to say, but you try to make it authentic, and then you presented it out of context of that original story to match your overall objective. Do you really think that most businesses, products and services have that amount of people that are so cohesively re receiving the same result that they're all saying the same thing? No, there's a little bit of intent behind that, right? And there's a little bit of premeditated thought and strategy behind how those things have cohesion and work together to uh, gain an overall result, which is normally leads in sales for a business, right? So these things collectively will shift how you think, let alone execute within your marketing environments. Um, so that way you can actually make marketing work for you and you don't became, become a slave of marketing. So as a quick recap, we're talking best times and frequency and in, in approach to social media, right? Um, in regards to you're not reaching all your people, um, you're okay because you're probably not posting every single hour on the hour, which you could get away with that and still not have people be upset. And you should be posting all forms and all types of media so that way people aren't getting tired of the stuff that you're posting. Secondly, the reason you do this is so that way you're not only relying on launching a thing or having direct response or disruptive marketing, you know, play law of averages for you. That's just essentially playing marketing and business roulette. And then your goal would be to create the type of content ecosystem system and atmosphere to where you can evoke and pull user generated content at any point in time for whatever objectives or purpose that you have, whether it's community building, whether it's generating leads, whether it's getting traffic, whether it's putting attention on a thing, it's extremely powerful when you can gather people and their response is, we love this so much that we want to tell you and other people about it. That's called brand advocacy, my friends, right? Um, a lot of people have attention. A lot of people have followers. Some people have customers. Some people have leads. Few, 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 few people have true brand advocates that are speaking on their behalf, that are selling on their behalf, that are reaching people that no ad dollar can reach, that no targeting can reach because they're connected to people that have certain behavioral characteristics that will self-qualify themselves into a brand because of a connection, because of a word of mouth, because of a touch point. This is extremely important. Do not downplay depth, depth of relationship as it pertains to the people you are reaching with your brand. It is okay to go deeper with the same people. In fact, it's an extremely intelligent and accurate idea to go deeper with the same people who are already rocking with you because everybody is connected. Nobody is just, well, <laughs> most of us are right now, but nobody's just sitting in a room doing nothing, right? outside of lockdown and quarantine and, and that kind of stuff, which means they're connected with people. They have family, they have friends, they have bosses, they have subordinates, they have you know coworkers, they have things that they attend, they have things they do for entertainment, they have things that they purchase, they have places they go, all of that kind of stuff. They are living their lives. So it's okay for you to go deep because that's going to make you sharp, that's gonna make you accurate, that's going to allow you to have more innovations that come out of your ability to position new things for the same or similar types of people People, it's extremely important for you to acquire and go deep with brand advocates because that's when your business goes from uh, steady growth to whoop, 
right? So that has been episode 19. I'm super stoked because we're hitting, hitting episode 2-0 tomorrow, episode 20 of the King Darius Experience. Thank you guys for rocking with me. The questions are building up. I know I keep mentioning it in every episode, but the questions are building up and I'm gonna start answering these questions in the actual episode and tagging the people if I have their permission uh, to promote their questions and provide value for other people as well. Other than that, we will see you in the next episode, episode 20 of the King Darius Experience. Peace. Hey, it's funny that you went behind my back. Behind my back. That's the first place that I check. That's the first place that I check. It's funny that you ain't at the top. At the top. That's the first place that I went. That's the first place that I went. Thirty million.